Hey, and welcome to this week's edition of the Rugby Report Card. With us this week is Jim. Hello, how are you? I'm well. Oh, that's good, Jim. You sound very uh, very far away. Where are you? Rome. Oh, what are you doing in Rome? Huh? Uh, just seeing the sides, man. Taking some time out. Oh, nice. Are you going to watch any of the Six Nations? Yeah, exactly. Oh, um, nice. I'm going to catch the home game for Italy. It's going to be sick, man, actually. It's expensive, the tickets, but fuck. Oh, well. Especially when you're a teacher, man. That's that's expensive uh, tickets, man. Uh, oh. Well, and Blake, are you there, mate? Yes, mate, I am. I'm down in Tassie. Oh, really? What are you doing in Tassie, yeah. mate? Uh, just, just catching up with uh, sights and sounds. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. Uh, well, boys, did you catch <laughs> my, Did you uh, catch the rugby at the weekend? I did, I did. Uh, I'm watching a lot of rugby at the moment. I can't really leave the house. So I am watching a lot of rugby. What were your takeaways? As a, as a general rule of thumb or a general overview, what would be um, maybe a couple of overall takeaways from the round that was? Mate, I, 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 there's just so much going on. The world of rugby, I guess just through that Australian lens, not pretty, would be my big takeaway. We've still yet to beat any team that isn't Australian. Um, pretty damning that, um, not pretty. Um, and then to put my winch hat on. Um, no, you don't have a winch hat. Surely not. No, it doesn't come that often, mate. But no. some pretty, uh, some pretty excruciating officiating over the weekend. I think. So there are your two takeaways: one, Australian teams still suck, and two, referees still suck. Yeah, and I think they can. Uh, they can both exist. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think the Reds win that game, regardless mm. of decisions. Mm. But the refereeing still sucked. Yeah. Jim, what yeah. would you say? There's any other takeaways? Like, any anything from the whole weekend as a whole? Um, look, the Tars are a really, really bad team, man. Mm. They're a really, really bad team. Mm. I think... Uh, yeah. Fucking horrific. Do you reckon? Um, um, do you reckon it's just? A, we'll get to the games in a minute. I know that was one of the early ones. Uh, is this the lowest point ever for the Waratahs? Yeah. yeah well, actually, statistically, they've never gone out and three before. Mm, but you could you could put the caveat in, or you could sway the statistic and say that in other rounds they've never played. Uh, yeah, I know they played the Rebels, but they played two Kiwi teams to start with. So you could you could swing it to say that yes, it's the worst I ever. But there's caveats to it, but. Is it still the worst ever? Is it the worst situation that could be? Yeah, and I guess the reason I'll say that is we knew their pack was weak last year, so they recruited no forwards. Smart, eh? And let, uh, and let Will Miller go as well over down at the Brumbies too. Just, just sort of baffling decisions in that front. We know Simmons has sort of always, always struggled, um, made him captain. Strange decision. I think there's a real reluctance from the Tars to sort of go fishing outside of New South Wales, given that the shoot shield's quite strong. I think they do think that they have the best props offered in the state, and they just refuse to look elsewhere for them. But the the truth is, is we suck at scrummaging in the state of New South Wales. I don't know what they're like in Tassie, man, but in Rome, they're a lot better. Yeah, they're good props in Rome, that's for sure. Yeah, the Italians can scrummage, or used to be able to scrummage anyway. but do you think that? Oh, look, I guess I'll say this in the Tars' defence, mate. They picked a, a mobile pack, um, a very, very small and mobile pack, 
that are still growing and it hasn't rained in New South Wales since fucking 1982 and it has rained cats and dogs every time that they've played. Did you not, uh, see, that, la- did you not see last weekend when you couldn't go out for two days? Well, that's, that's what I meant. That's why I feel a bit sorry for them. No, They're the weekend before then. The weekend before, sorry. Mm. It's been raining a lot, man. Warragamba Falls. Mm. Well, that's what I mean, and, and that's why I feel a little bit sorry for them. I mean, I'm stoked for the rain, but they're not a wet weather side. Mm. They're the antithesis of a wet weather side. But, okay, um, well, based on that statement, do you actually believe if it was uh, red hot, fast, a fast track, you know, blue skies, you really think they'd carve a team up? No, no, they're fucking terrible. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to caveat, you know. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, should we actually start with the the opening round, uh, opening game of the round, which was obviously Blues Crusaders this week? Um, did we actually? Nah, really... fuck it. Let's start with the Tars. I'm angry. All right, okay. Breaking with tradition, are we then? All right, just blowing it up, Blake. All right, just do what you want. Sure, no problem. Um, mate, let, like, let's go through the Tars. Kurtley Beal is class. He is. He is never played a good game of rugby in the wet in his entire life. No, no. He definitely You've got to bench him. If it's raining, you've got to bench him. Maddox didn't know he was on the park. Clark didn't know he was on the park. Newsom legitimately didn't know he was on the park. Mm. Like, I have fucking no idea who's heard of His selection, a master stroke from the cage. What's doing with that choice? Yeah, terrible. Uh, Harrison, oh, I can't get around this. At the fucking end of the game, all the courage, coverage is, well, should Will Harrison play 10? What are you talking about? He's fine. It's the incompetent forward pack. Yeah, and I suppose it's... The worrying thing is, if you look at that set of forwards, you know, you look at Dem- uh, Dempsey was, a, was at a Wallaby jersey. Hooper's obviously got a Wallaby jersey. Simmons has had a Wallaby jersey in the last 12 months. I know he shouldn't have, but he has. Uh, we've talked about Jed Holloway in the past, who should have been getting one, maybe. Um, but they seem to be all going backwards, and that's a bit of a concern. And I know. I remember. Parents- Sorry, Richard. I remember when I used to play rugby in the forwards and it was a rainy day. You'd be like, this is our day, boys. This is what oh, we train for. We take it. Now you run through it, you go Holloway, soluble. Dempsey, soluble. Santaforth and Simmons, soluble. The whole front row is soluble. Hooper's okay, but now he looks like he doesn't give a fuck, man. This whole pack dissolves. Mm. I like that. Did you know, what I didn't know is um, Santaforth's marrying Ash Barty. Okay. Really? Yeah. Excellent. Good for him. Yeah, fantastic. At least one of them successful that. in their career. Yeah, but you just know he doesn't need the money. No. Can't be training that hard. Yeah. Yeah, he'll be fine, man. Because she's yeah. getting all that cash from that party mic shit too. It's everywhere. Yeah. To, right. to continue on your um, your your theme though, Jim, if, if we're talking about maybe who's the piece of sediment that's going to rise to the top <laughs> at some point? Yeah, there's always one. It doesn't always dissolve those tablets. <laughs> no. Who's gonna who who's gonna come in and make a difference? Well, whoever the fuck wants to at the moment, mm. anyone could put their hand up and do it. Mm. Gordon's playing okay. Gordon's the most vocal I've seen. No, no, no. In the forwards, in the forwards, we could we could argue that there's some strengths in the backs. Obviously, with the the guy whose name we still can't say. Obviously, when he comes back from injury, he's going to make a difference when he comes in. But in that pack, we both played in the forwards. Who is actually going to come in and make a difference, or who in that eight is going to have to improve? Well, they all. Can I just interrupt you there? Yeah. 
you've just said Jim played forward, so that's fucking pretty generous. <laughs> <laughs> I racked up most of my years. You know, I, I, I just look at. The, uh, I can't say it. I want to say something, but I can't say. It. Um, that's pretty generous. He's a halfback at the best of times. Um, look, the the forward pack, mate. Satterforth hasn't come on. Simmons is a bum. Down the line, bum. Bell, mate, there's a lot of promise for that kid. I like mm. him a lot. He's 19 years old. Mm. He shouldn't be running on every game. No. Yeah. He should be, granted, he's too good at playing Colts, mm. but this is a kid who should be playing some shoot shield rugby mm. and getting a, some minutes of super rugby. I like him a lot. Mm. But he's just going to get trounced in the scrum. Mm. Abel, mate, he's not. Um, you look at that. You look at that forward. There's no one with any mana in there either. I just uh, I, wish, I thought that was great. Um, Johnson Holmes. He's not horrible, but he's not. He's not a massive front rower who gets yeah. the job done. Uh, the second row, mate. You can tell you about the whole country. The second row, the uh, the stocks are pretty low. Mm. We could should we actually be instead of lamenting, obviously, all these players for their performance. I know Penny's only been there a short period of time, but do we actually need to then go back to, yes, it was raining, but irrespective of it was raining, should we be expecting more of these forwards to to be able to do better, you know, pick and go Penny around? was handed a shit sandwich. He was, but, but should, should he be tasked with the fact, okay, we're going to pick and go around the corners, we're going to do something a little bit different um, because what we're doing at the moment is not working. Where, where I'm off him is just game one against was it, who they're losing against? The Blues. Game two against the no. Blues. And they're like, we're going to try and scrummage against them. What are you talking about, man? Mm. What's the tape? Yeah, Crusaders was game one and then the Blues was the game two. I know they went out oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but even looking at that bench, you know, you, you talk about replacements and Eddie Jones always talks about impact players and all that shit. But if you look at those replacements coming on, there's not much there. No, no, it's, it's horrendous. Um, and, and I'll go one further. Not only were the Tars horrendous, this was top 10 worst games of rugby I've ever watched in my life. Mm. It was really bad. I'd like to hear the other nine. Yeah, that's You know what? I was just saying 10, so it wasn't too controversial. It's probably number one. It was fucking horrific. It was really, really, really bad rugby. Low intensity. No atmosphere, poor skills, poor set piece, poor game management, lots of stoppages. Just it. Mm. And then I saw in the ratings, it got less than 50% of the viewers of the Brisbane Nines in the Rugby League. Yeah, 55. Lowest, lowest rated of every single Fox Sports channel. But are you Is surprised you? by that? Like seriously, are you actually genuinely surprised the fact that the NRL nines um, got more viewers than what the rugby did? Are you genuinely surprised by that? Yeah, it's a pretty big decline. No, how could you possibly be surprised by that? This yeah. the advertising for the nines has been huge, man. Absolutely. There isn't a dude. There isn't a dude with a TFN who didn't know it was on. Yeah, I was watching all the old rugby schoolboys that were guns casting it up in the rugby league nines. It was great. Mm. Yeah, um, look, Foxtel shafted rugby union this year. They didn't advertise it. They didn't rebrand. They did nothing. AOU did nothing to help themselves. They started the season early. They don't have a home stadium, and it sounds ridiculous, but being on five oh seven has ruined rugby. No one goes past 501 or 502, and at the most, 503. Most pubs 
can't do 504, 505, 506 or 507. They've hidden rugby, man, on the fucking BMX channel. They've made it worth nothing so they can save cash on it. It's business, man. So business can, is business. Yeah, so they can bid and say it's a shit product. Yeah. It's shit, mate. They've, so Fox has some blame here. The you has some blame here. Marketing has some blame here for the viewing. And then the actual product itself, well, then that's where, you know, weather a little bit, officiating a little bit. But fucking hell, mate. We're like outrageously poor performance by the majority of players. Some players, we'll get to the Rebels, some players stood up there. But well, do you want to do you want to talk about the, the the rebels and particularly I don't know maybe start with Lawrence the scrum half. Uh, uh, yeah, but how damning! But the one bloke who can play wet weather rugby and calf South African. Yeah, uh, I, I don't really have anything to say to that. It's just what you're used to. Maybe just the setup. You know, again, Northern Hemisphere uh, teams just playing it more regularly, or maybe it's just a structure they're used to. You made fun of the fact that Scotland. Um, box kick the other week. I think the Rebels and Tars should have both learned how to box kick a little bit better this weekend. It might have given them a bit better field, field position to attack from. And then Tamu is the only other bloke who's played, you know, in Europe. And mm. it looks like he'd played in Europe. Yeah, absolutely. He actually controlled the game a little bit. Mm. Um, and I think put his claim on that Wallaby number 10 jersey. Mm. Um, sort of put his nose in front. We'll get to Lolesi over there. I think he really mm. struggled. Um Corabetti's still deadly on the wing. And, and nice Arani, we don't give him the rats he deserves, mate. I think mm. he's got um, more post-contact metres than any other forward in the comp at this stage. Mm. And that's, you know, pretty low-performing rebel side. And he looks big too, Nicerani. He looks big. He had I'm a... excited for the Samu, Nicerani, Valentini. You know, only one or two of them are going to get into that Wallabies back row. Mm. Um, but there's See, a I lot like of about, football um... carriers. What I like about Nasirani, he seems to be, and it may just be me because I'm watching him more this year, I don't know, but he seems to be finding more work this year as well. Um, so not only post-contact meters, he's, I think he's upped his number of, uh, of runs as well. Um, I haven't looked at the stats, actually, but that may be wrong. That's but unlike you. Yeah, I know, Jim. I'm trying to do my, my work, but not this week. Uh, but I just feel like he, he's, he's taking the ball up a lot more than what he was before. <laughs> But you look at everyone else in that forward pack. Wells, are you a sevens player, man? You're playing super rugby. He's Christian Bale, man. He changes his body type three times a year. Yeah, so man, he's, he he's not making any metres. Hardwick's not a ball runner. Hale Petty and Phillip, man, as Blake said, second row in this country is not great. And then the three front rowers, like, they had a pretty bad game. I thought Rangi was particularly shit. Well, I, I think this is the problem for the Rebels. They're, they're tied five with the right in this game but they versed the worst tight five in the comp. So good win for the Rebels, and it meant there was a bit of a platform for the back, so they looked better than they had in previous weeks, which was nice. My worry for them is Still the off the boil last year is against South African sides, teams that have a tight five. So I, I just I didn't see enough from the tight five. I, I liked the back row, and I liked the back line. So if I've did their job this week, I just hope that I hope they keep. Yeah, keep. This it. is battle for last place in the Aussie Conference. Evie, you reckon the Sunwolves are going to f- finish above both of them? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah, but I'll, they're sucks, man. Oh wait, Junior Jim. Tars haven't won yet. Yeah, the Tars yeah, have The Tars have got to buy next week, so they're not going to win next week this week either. So they usually <laughs> come good though. Merciful for the rest of us not having to watch him again. Mm. Yeah, I know. 
But the Rabbit now's hurt. the time. To, that, what a boost to the product. Mm. <laughs> it was tough, man. It was tough. I don't talk about this game any longer. It makes our podcast sound like a fucking. Can I just ask one more question of, uh, of of both of you, just about the game and the the Tars and the Rebels? Who is a more effective franchise? Oh, Tars. No, fuck Melbourne. They would never clue that game as on. Yeah. Yeah, it just it just doesn't exist in rugby Melbourne. It just hasn't got that traction. Okay, so why have Melbourne got more uh, Wallabies than the Tars have? Oh, I was talking about the the sport rugby. Okay, no way. You're talking about players. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, mate, who cares? They're both terrible. Okay. The, right. the, the Wallabies is going to be Brumbies Reds mashup with a couple of superstars yeah. from these teams. All right. Do you, you want to go? Do you want to go back a game to the uh, Blues Crusaders, or are you just sucking that game off? No, no, no. I watched that game. I enjoyed that game. Yeah. Uh, Blues continue to improve, but the Crusaders had a point to prove, and they, they just play eighty. Mm. Um, and you know, they they just they're very good. Moanga coming back into the side gives them a bit more structure. Mm. Goodshu and Enor are just fucking. They're just so skillful. The Crusaders. But I also just think that the the word I would use to describe the Crusaders is just clinical. You know, they don't have as much possession as what the Blues do. It seems like they don't have as much territory. But whenever they do have the ball, you know, they're just very, very clinical with it. And that's a sign of a great team. He's back on the stats. Love it. Yeah, he is. (laughs) Who's getting arrested, man? She going down in Rome, Jim? Nah, that's fine here. Everyone's getting on. All right. Um, it's just the skill. They make passing look easy. They make a second man play look easy. They make a tip on look piss. They make an offload look obvious. They, they uh, yeah, retaining possession piss. They just have skill. Like they do things in motion. They're on the front foot constantly. They're hitting guys in space. They're putting the ball in space. They just look silky. Um, and it's it's pleasurable to watch. It's it's a genuinely enjoyable product. You Rain, hail, or shine. Rugby sick, man. Um, and the Blues did a bit of that too, but but not like the Crusaders, man. They're they're proper proper clinical. Perifato is is impressing me at the Blues though. Mm. He's really taken that century until Bowden Barrett mm. goes off his little break and, and takes it back off him. Can I just go just go back to the Crusaders for a second before I talk about the Blues? I'd love to know. What do you think of the uh, Jack Goodhue at 12? You've now seen him for three weeks now. Is that, do you reckon, his long-term position? Yeah, he has the makeup for that position. How New Zealand play a hard-hitting and skillful 12. He does fit into it, an old Aaron Major sort of thing. Mm. Because what, with their 13, they, t- they seem to change them around a lot. They go for a quicker, sort of more ball-running 13. Yeah. It's going to be very interesting, their makeup. I just think Lamarpy's been robbed for too long. He's a fucking gun, mate. I want to see him play 12 for the All Blacks. And then you just shift Jack Goodhue back out again, I suppose. Um, yeah. Uh, I- only because I just think Lamarpy deserves a run at that jersey. Obviously, he's had it, but he deserves a run now. Um, in terms of the uh, the Blues, you were saying, um, obviously the 10 continues to, Perifetta continues to, to shine. Who else stands out for you in that in that, in that that Blues team right now? Because they are improving. They're, there is an improvement on last year, but obviously still got a to go. I don't mind your English, mate. Marchant. Yeah, Joe Marchant. Yeah. He looks up to The number eight for the Blues, I think he's leading offloads in the entire competition. He looks big boy with a lot of skill. 
Mm. Um, still makes the odd error, but but a lot to like about him. And then I think Tui Pelotu's captain now, isn't he? He's playing. Um, he's playing real well in the row there. Mm. Um, yeah, a bit to like about the Blues, but they're just they're just not what the Crusaders are, are they? What um what. Where do we see Akira Yuani coming in um, back into this? Because obviously Hoskins, I don't know how to say his surname, was obviously chosen at eight. Um, where does Akira go from here? Because at one point he was the, the next big thing. He was ball carrying. And just to be, as far as I'm aware, he was just dropped. So where's his career well, going? Oh, surely he's on a break, isn't he? He's got to be. He's a freak, mate. He's definitely not dropped. That's madness, Richard. I don't know if you guys noticed, but we got another like lock and back brotherhood, the good cues. Josh yeah. oh, yeah? played in the row for the Blues is the brother of Jack. Crazy, yeah. eh? That is crazy. I don't know how a family can vary in positions so widely. My brother was a uh, second rower, not by choice, back rower largely. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit different. Who <laughs> <laughs> was your brother, Jim? Oh, uh, yeah, they played fly-off and full-back. I was yeah. in the row. <laughs> uh, it's good. It's good. It's good banter. Um, Summel's cheese, boys. The cheese, just reminding us. I just love, I just love this, um, this D-Mark. He's a scary dude, man. Out yeah. wide, getting the ball in space. I just love he's back into his rightful position as well. Full-back, it just opens the game up for him. Just so yep. to- They've scored the same try two weeks in a row off set piece line out, and it is literally a mirror image of itself. It's McKenzie running in overs outside the outside centre, it gets him a two on one with a winger, and then he just feeds Stevenson. It's happened two weeks in a row, and it is just pace. Mm. Yeah, just it's the unstoppable force. Yeah, it's just it's something else in athletics, isn't it? Just being quick. Um, and he's just so fucking fast, mate. You give him a good overs ball, he's going to beat his men every time. Yeah. He probably looks like a boy, too. Yeah. Do you reckon he's ever going to get a, go, a proper go at international rugby? Or has he just got, is he Stuart McGill? Just the Barrett brothers are the same mould. Well, I asked you the question. Is the, um, is the Barrett uh, um, experiment of 15 done? Because... If it is, then he's the 15 and Barrett's the 10. And if it's not, then yes, he's never going to get a uh, long career with the All Blacks. But then the other one's Geordie, because Geordie's never played better. Ever? Yeah, but I asked you the question. Now, I understand what you're saying, but I'm, I'm picking Mackenzie over Geordie Barrett at the moment. I know he's playing very well, but I just think Mackenzie's on a different level, really. Uh, if Geordie's defence was a bit better, Geordie's put on like 5, 10 kilos this year too. He looks like a big back now. He looks like his brother. Yeah, bigger. He looks bigger than both. He looks like halfway between his brothers. Yes. Oh, right. Scott. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know, man. That just kind of matters in international rugby, does it? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to let the season play out. But these are the sorts of battles you love to see mm. sort of unfold. Mm. Absolutely. Um, uh, some they're not. they're not terrible. No. I'd rather watch a Sunwolves game than a Waratahs uh, Rebels game. <laughs> Let's be honest. Hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent, mate. Yeah. Sunwolves beat the Tars in Japan, definitely. Yeah, let's see. I reckon the Sunwolves are going to fall apart, though. I reckon when you patch a team up like that, you're just not going to have a season. Yeah, you're not going to build into anything. I, I like. I actually, I just think that that mercenary thing. 
can work early season because these are blokes that have played everywhere around the world and can play rugby. Um, but whether they morph into a team with systems and culture, tribalism, um, all of that, I, I don't know. I reckon a couple of injuries, I reckon they could fall off rather than get better. Where you can't get worse if you're the task. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I said that. I said that two weeks ago, and then fuck, I watched last weekend. Yeah, so, who knows? Um, Canes Sharks. I thought. Look, my take on this is the poor Sharks, mate. They just copped it. Kerwin Bosch injured, didn't play. The bloke who played ten lasted ten minutes, so they played without a ten. Um, makes life very, very hard. Yeah, that, there is a lot to like about the Sharks. That defensive line, that umbrella defence. It took the Hurricanes a long time to unpack it. Mm. They were really, really struggling. First. Once they did, yeah, fine, they carved in the end. But that first sort of 30, 40 minutes, they were really, really struggling. Um, it works. So, I don't know. I like the Sharks. I don't think they've had a terrible series here. Was this the, uh, the re-emergence? I suppose re-emergence might be a little bit harsh. Um, of, of Ben Lamb, you know, who's obviously fantastic. Um, two in particular... Um, uh, moments, which was just breathtaking, and he seemed to go quiet a little bit at the back end of last season and the start of this one. Do you, do you reckon this is a sign of things to come for him? Yeah, they yeah, talked reckon... about how Ben Lamb almost played himself out of an All Black jersey last year, yeah. despite how we went. But if anyone, if Lamarpi really put his name on the map, as we mentioned earlier. Mm. He was the one who stood out here. Yeah, yeah, him and Lamb, the two of them, and I think Geordie Barrett as well. Mm. Yeah, Harold Bishop, we shit on him, and rightfully so. Is the only one in that back line not up to it. But how much better does he look when he has a set of forwards to set a platform for him, eh? I just don't think he looked that good. And I reckon the guys outside him, I just kept imagining this is boat, you could mm. add another 20 points on this. Mm. Turn over you... ball, he'll just kick it. All over. I don't know, he just doesn't have that. I don't know, maybe I'm being a bit harsh on the bloke, but I'm just used to the games being so, so clinical. Um, and he got one out past him to Lamarpi. They did look clinical. Are they, um, is he seen the season through, Harold? I think so. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. There's, who else is there? Is there something we don't know? I don't know. I don't know if they've got an all black just sitting at home, just chilling. Uh-huh. Yeah, it would be unlike us not to know. But yeah, I do like the Sharks team too, man. Big on Fassie. Big on Fassie. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I've seen, yeah. They've been on tour a while now. You know, you can't keep winning. No, yeah. And that's where the injuries start popping up too. Well, they're in yeah, ba- hopefully they're not too bad. Go home, reboot. Well, no, they're in Ballarat next week, I believe. Yeah, but I think the... That's a really exciting one because the Rebels on the way up, Sharks on the way down, but I think Kerwin Bosch is back. But the Rebels are not on the way up, man. Yeah, <laughs> cool, they're... you Jets. They're searching for gold, mate. They're searching for gold. But they didn't get zero to a hundred, but they went zero to one. They're on the way up. Yeah. Um, I just think the Sharks' pack will be too much for them in the Sharks' forward defence. Although Lawrence and Samoa are a little bit northern hemisphere, they might be able to handle it. Mm. Mm. So you're mm. telling me you're back in the Rebels, are you? We'll see. We'll see. It's a definite no. Uh, um. Right, this one... This, Heartbreak. Heartbreak, man. This one's going to hurt for both of you, I know. The Brumbies game. Um, keep the refereeing aside in regards to the potential red card. and Nick Berry's 
inconsistent calls at the breakdown. It was anarchy was breaking out. I understand all that. Um, but how much? I still think you can just put that in your preface, like it. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. I understand that. We'll get to it. I just want to ask the question: How much did it hurt that 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 last minute try? Unimaginably so. Yeah, and it was just always going to happen too. Just the way in which he was throwing that arm up like it wasn't a thing. We had ninety seconds to kill men by just falling over and rucking, and every ruck I was just like, "This is going to blow something up here." Like, I've seen New Zealand do that for seven minutes straight. I've no sat drive. through seven minutes, not a thing. And they mentioned it in the commentary, so maybe it's a little bit of the curse, but, man, they couldn't do 90 seconds. <laughs> yeah, I, look, I would have kicked it. I wouldn't have been fucking around 10 out from my line. Um, but very, very yeah. harsh. Just, yeah, can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, very, very harsh decision, that one. And just... Largely incorrect. Look, the rucks before the Highlanders doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah, Jim, can you hear us? Hello. Yeah, I can hear you. Is Jim gone? Jim, we've lost Jim. Uh, look, I, I suppose the, the thing is about it. There was such a the, the most consistent thing about the game was the inconsistency of, of the referee. Because, as you say, the breakdown was anarchy was occurring at every breakdown. One thing, it was getting pinned, and then the same thing would be done at a ruck later, and it wasn't getting pinned. Like, it, who knows what was going on? Um, we've talked about, Sanzor has talked about reducing the number of referees and to try and increase the, the quality within that pool of group. Um, and we always shit on players, and i would be interested to know what, what Sanzor are going to do with Nick Berry, whether they'll just give him some... You know, I don't know, areas to development? I have no idea what the process is. but The problem I have with Nick Berry is, yeah, it's fun when it's two neutral teams playing. The, the ruck being a gangbang is fun because the game can be pretty wild, especially if it's in New Zealand. Those players adapt a little bit better. When you've got a team like the Brumbies who centre the whole game around the structure, if he can't ref the breakdown, it's it's just it's infuriating. Mm. Um, it's just not refing half the game. I think what was also what also was frustrating wasn't just the breakdown. And look, we'll get to the fry up in a minute. And he struggled, but we have to give uh, kudos to the um, the Highlanders' rush defence. Um, however, yeah, they targeted him. Uh, Aaron Smith, mate. Aaron Smith. I have to we say that we talked though, about Will last year just owning a team. Aaron Smith won them this game and owned Nick Berry like it was his little bitch, man. Yeah, it's not the I've ever seen him. He was fucking chirpy, piping up. Clapping at everything, and Nick Berry just was like, "Whatever you want, Aaron." Yeah, okay, yes, Aaron. Who would you oh, rather? As a, as a referee, would Aaron Smith or um, oh, what's the Argentinian? Um, Creevy. Who who would annoy you more as a ref? But regardless of who would annoy me more, I would one be biasing my team. That's why there should be neutral refs. And then two, if I wasn't, I'd just be calling the rules, man. No, no, no. Who would annoy you more? Come on. Let's be honest. Would it be Cree? Aaron Powell, I think, these days. Uh, uh, Powell. Um, Aaron Smith, these days. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cree would be broken English. I'd be like, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what you're saying. No. Well, well, do you want to just look at the, the Brumbies as a whole, though? Obviously, it was disappointing, and there was caveats to the fact that why the reasons why they lost. But in terms of positives-wise, they're, they're, obviously their mall continues, their line-out continues to function well. Scrummaging, they seem to be scrummaging better as well. Do you still have concerns about 
and obviously they targeted um, the, the fly half, but do you have concerns a, a little bit wider than that? Or No, I don't really. I think what happened for them, um, Simone does a lot more, I think, than we realise. He does a lot of their kicking. He does their defensive management. And this part playing 12, I fucking didn't know he was on the park until the 70th minute. Um, and I think him, and, and you can't be too harsh. I mean, he was the second game ever. Mm. He's only a young fella. Um, the only reason he knew he, came, he was on the field at the seventies is because they replaced him with that new kid. Yeah, he looked real good too. Um, but I, I, I legitimately didn't know when he was on the field. So there was just a breakdown. Anything past 10 wasn't doing. Now, um, well, let's see. I had, he had, look, frankly, he had a bad game. The Highlanders pressured him. It was wet. He kicked poorly. Um, played poorly, got charged down. Um, you know, he had a bad day at the office, but I don't think it's it's worrying stations in any of those other positions. They just missed Simone more than I appreciated when he was there. Um, I think he, he does add a lot to that. Look, the Brumbies were the better side. You've got the charge down. You've got that try at the end. So you can't throw the baby out in the bathwater with this one. The Highlands hung in the fight and they won it fair and square. Um, they just stayed in the fight, and that's what you've got to do when it's wet. You know, take your opportune tries, and they did that, so full credit to them. But I think as the Brumbies, you don't need to be too well. Not a lot went wrong. Mm. Um, a couple of decisions, a charge down, and, and you win this one by two tries. I think that charge down was a, was a key moment. I know it was only in the 30-second minute or something, but when you've just scored and you're up by yeah. a, a, nine, a nine or whatever it was, 11 or whatever it was, you just needed to just play, you know, Textbook rugby, kick the corners, you know, and keep your possession yeah. and get a half time. And that was, that was a big moment conceding those seven it, it, quick points. It was. Um, to, to this young thing about the red card, well, you know my feelings about cards. I don't like them ruining the competition. And, and I actually like that this one stayed competitive up until the 83rd minute or whatever <laughs> it was. Tom Banks uh, didn't even care, cop and one to the face. But it's the fucking inconsistency that does me. Mm hmm. It's very, evident. it's very evident they've out. taken they've backpedaled here and they're not calling this shit anymore. Well, they have well, backpedaled so far. Remember me yelling black and blue about dudes getting yellow cards for palming people? Yeah. Now you just do this. I, I just The thing is blood. though, he has actually been banned. Um I know it's too late now, but um Tomkinson has been banned for three weeks. Uh well, they banned Nick Berry for getting it wrong. Okay, we can ban him too if you like. Because it's madness. Like, it's madness. Yes, he got it wrong. We all knew he got it wrong. Mm. Now, I want a press conference with an apology. That's a fan. What's mm. doing? Mm. I just don't know how they can get... I just don't understand. I don't, I don't understand. Again, not even for them. I'm just for consistency. Yeah. Um, and they give out yellows like it's fucking not a thing. Mm. But then, but then I, I, just don't, I just don't understand. No. Um, I'd, I'd be fine if they were just bans after the game and it didn't ruin the competition. Wouldn't have an issue. Yeah. Um, I like that the game stays competitive, but it's just the lack of consistency. It's a, it's a, I know that two weeks from now, someone's going to be red-carded for for a tip tackle and you know, the ref will go straight to the pocket like it's not a thing in the fourth minute of the game or something. Um, but then this one was sweet. It's just that. They just... The issue now, the issue now for the Brumbies is this would have been absolutely shattering to lose this the way they did, especially in front of a couple of dogs at home. Now they're playing the Chiefs, a very, very tough game that look they're going to lose to, and then they've chalked up two in a row. Who are they? 
who are they? What are they going to do? Or do you say that they've learned a lot from this experience and maybe they, when they're in a similar situation, they make different decisions? And well, a... they didn't have much to learn. They played really well. Albeit mm-hmm. their tries all were from the back of a line-out and a lot of penalties were given away by the Highlanders. Yeah. But it was a rainy day. I think wet weather rugby, that's rugby, mate. Like 20 points is a decent day at the office. They, they played all right. But yeah, they could play a bit better. And it did play well. Uh, I question whether or not the Brumby squad that they have now could be any better in the years to come. I don't know if Alan Alalatoa and Scott C are going to hang around for heaps long. I'm just not sure about any of that stuff. Yeah, but, but we right said that now, in the next year ago when they had Tokok and everyone else. Tamua, the year. They've still um, got it, mate. They've kept building. I don't know if you can hear me anymore. Yeah, I can. Yeah. We can hear you. Hear us? Yeah, I got you. Mm. And I, I'm just concerned. Like, where do they go from here? I'm, I'm projecting too far before what I got distracted. Yeah, I agree with Blake and the fact is they've always had players that have that have uh, been transitioned out every year. So I don't think it's too much of a concern. Really. The culture is great down there at the Brumbies there. They're, I think they'll continue to use the same platform and method and hopefully they'll become successful. And you can tell their culture is great because every time someone comes off the bench, they add something. Mm. Um, when they bring in someone young, minus the number 12, because I'll be contradicting myself there, they seem to fit in quite nicely. So... Um, old mate coming on, the young kid, looked incredible. Um, I'm not sure how to pronounce his surname, but I do follow But they, they signed that cat. They signed that cat when he was 16. Yeah. He's been in this system for, what is he, 18, two years, maybe even three. That's yeah. something that I don't think you've seen at the Rebels, man. Well, I just they don't have the pathway down there. But the interesting thing about this kid is talk at the start of the year is he was going to play 10. So I actually think you're long-term. Him and Lalesio at 10 and 12, wow. That's exciting. That might be next year. Mm. might be two years, but it, but it is very, very exciting. And then next year, you've got Nick White coming back into the setup. Um, Lonigan, who comes off the bench. I was impressed with Lonigan. I, I, like, I wasn't even kidding when I tweeted Wallaby 9 for his goal kicking. That is his boot. He looks yeah. incredible. Um. So, I don't know. I, I think the Brummies are only up and up and up. But you are right. So much of their everything's built off their front row. And their front row's at their prime now. Um, and that's when you worry about losing blokes in their prime just after a World Cup cycle. So, Slipper, Al Alatoa, um, Fungo, Theo. That's where you get a bit nervous. But as long as those boys hang around, I think the Brummies will be fine, mate. They keep building. And I do think we've got to give it up to uh, Laurie Fisher. Um just an outstanding forwards coach. Since he's been there, the Brumbies line-out, scrum, maul and breakdown has been the best in Australia. Now, the Reds, I'm probably usurping at the moment, but you've got to give that by credit. And the street cred to get the get the players in Canberra too. Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, who wants to live in Canberra? Yeah, absolutely. Um, what about the, um, just moving on, did you want to say anything else about the Brumbies? Um uh, Highlanders, or do you want to push to Lions uh, Stormers? Well, it's Nick Berry can get fucked. Mm. Uh, just before, actually, I know I just was the one who's pushing. Any standout performers for the Highlanders other than Aaron Smith you've already mentioned, in your opinion? Frizzell always, always impresses me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that's what was impressive about the Highlanders. No one even played brilliant. They just hung in the fight. Mm. Um, and I think that says a lot about their culture as well. Mm, yeah, no. 
be interesting to see how long Mitch Hunt stays at ten. I have to say, but maybe they've um, maybe that's a long a long game thing. I don't know. I reckon part of the deal with him coming over there was to play ten. Now, mm. I reckon that's why he left the Crusaders. So we'll see. Yeah. Well, what about Bowden Barrett, man? Oh, wait. He's, he's, I'm all over the shop. I'm sorry. Time <laughs> difference in Rome. Yeah, I know. Sorry, folks. It's 10.50 in the morning, eh? So don't worry, mate. It's all right. Yeah, fuck. Um, I had a big one last night, too. Oh, no. I was on the vino something fierce. Oh, really? Have a, have a cappuccino this morning, mate. Make you feel better. Um, so Stormers, um, Stormers Lions. Last well, this minute. is another one. I wish I had the passion for this one, but the Lions lost this in the 81st minute. Yeah, last-minute try by Ruin now, wasn't it, for the Stormers, I think. Um, great comeback. So, again, bodes well for the Stormers, really, because, you know, I think Stormers teams in the past might have folded, but shows a bit of courage to, to come back and uh, yeah, fight Yeah, there's the a good, the good indication of a good culture there. Mm. Winning, finding a way to win. They leaked some points here. Yeah, they did. Had some points to leak, though. Yeah, I was well, they just to try until this week. Yeah, but it's okay. They haven't conceded a try the previous two. It's okay. Mm. Um, look, I didn't watch this one in full, but fuck, it looked like a good game. I wish yeah, I it did look like a good game. I wasted my time on the Tars Rebels. Can I just say it was an uh, an awful kit by the Stormers? Can they please sort that out? What kit? Oh, grey, horrible. Yeah, grey shirt. Not even. Like, yeah, the Kiwi away kids are horrific this year too. Yeah. Um, all right, do you want to push then to the the next game? I'm looking forward to hearing you boys again discuss the finer details of the Hagiwara's uh, game. What the Reds think? first half, man. How fucking good were they? Some of those set pieces was absolute cream. Mm. I just and again. You don't want to make it just about this because the Jags put on 30 points in that second half and they deserve credit for that. The fucking officiating in this game was... It was out of this world, man. And I've, I've lost a lot of that anger. It's Tuesday night now. I'm in Tassie, kicking back. Um, <laughs> where, you know, it's the last game. We've been pottying for an hour or so. I've lost a lot of the fight in me. You're four James Bogues in too. But... Talk to my talk to my cat, man. On Sunday morning, not a good way. So, what is it? What do they need to learn about this game? Because obviously they were played so well earlier on, and they were obviously wrecked out of it and stuff like that. But what positives can they take out of it? The that thing of discipline, discipline, discipline. Yeah. Um, and you know, closing out a game. But fuck, come on, man. But is it in terms of hang on? Go back to positives. Are we, are we should we be praising the McDermott O'Connor partnership more than what it was? You know, uh, FYE, praise you know. everything. Yeah. That first half was champagne rugby. Yeah, like it. Spade has played that world in five years. John no, he's Hill, not. God, Fuisotia was just killing people. Paisami did more. Wilson, how good is Wilson in a year? Wilson's. Such a good number eight. My God. We're talking about Nicerani and Valentini and Simon. Wilson's a gun. The type five is out of this world. Um, Mate, Stewart, unsung hero. No one would have imagined he'd be running on every game. Defends like a beast. Offers some kicking options. O'Connor looks mature. Oh, the so fact is, that is O'Connor, this is a big shout, is O'Connor from his performance in the last two games at 10, you know, we've eulogised about him and said how well he's played, 
Is he an outside shot of, of uh, beating Tamua to that 10 jersey? Uh, I just don't think anyone's forgotten the Lions tour. And, and you know, Connor put a photo up on Instagram tonight, or this morning here in Rome, saying that he was heaps nervous about playing 10, given what happened last time. What happened but last it felt time? Right and shit. What happened last huh? time? Go fuck yourself, Richard. Uh, but I do think people have. Aussie fans can't get that memory out of the head. If it was a clean slate, if this year started fair and square, it probably is the 10. I'm telling you right now, man, your standard Aussie fans got no idea what he did in that Lions game. Yeah, <laughs> the nine people who watched it. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, in terms of that, they're, they're, uh, we've talked about the Reds and everything, about the and the referee. What about the, the Haguaras? Obviously, where do we see them moving forward? Like, um, they just don't have a set piece. So they're, they're awesome at defence. Uh, the Reds unlocked them, but it was always off set piece. Yeah. They're really good defence, really good offloading game, good on the counter. They're, they're a good rugby side. They just have no set piece. Now, I would say they've also got terrible discipline, but apparently not. <laughs> um, Apparently not. So now that they've got their discipline sorted, they can keep the game away from set piece. So that they're actually going to be um, a, a powerhouse. They, they are a very good side, minus set piece. I'm just. I'm not going to. I'm going to reserve judgment till I see him on the road, man. Yeah. Well, until some fifteen two, the penalty count. What is doing? Um, do you want to project forward to next week? Next week. Yes, well, I do. Week, yeah, week, I just think it'd be a crime not to mention that scrum. Like you, the, the Reds are five out for the line, ahead by three, ten minutes to go or some shit. Brad Thorne said we dominated and destroyed them. And then they get a penalty. Hmm. Then they kick it to touch, get another penalty. The Reds bad mouth, March 10, get another penalty, kick in the corner, ball it over there in front. In the space of like three minutes. And I, I, I watched the first half of this game. Had to go out, missed the second, came back with five to go and went, what the fuck happened here? That was my form. I put money on the Reds. The line was 14 and a half, so to lose by less than 15. At half time, man, I'm buying things online. How do they blow that? So the uh, the 16-point differential really hurt then, yeah? <laughs> really hurt, Richard. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. You call them up halfway through a game? Yeah, I do. Sure yeah, definitely. Yeah, I have that much power. Believe it. Um, and, and actually, Green and Gold, our, our brothers over there at Green and Gold, they tweeted something which was um, awesome and much more damning on, on South Africa than it is uh, Argentina. But I think this game makes you think of it. It is the hometown ref penalty differential. So when Australians refereeing in Australia, there's been 16 more penalties towards Australia. When a Kiwi's refereeing a Kiwi side New Zealand, they've had minus 15. In Argentina, it's been positive 19. In South Africa, it has been positive 159. Wow. Wow. See, they're the, they're the type of stats I want you bringing to the table, Richard. Yeah, I feel like uh, I, can't, I can't beat that stat. I feel like I'm not able to match that, so... Maybe I, should, maybe I should just give up the stats. Plus 159. Oh, 
Remember the Reds two weeks ago? Remember that game Rebels last year when they lost their first game of the seasons against the Lions? It was 22-1 or something, a penalty count. Yeah. yeah. What's doing? And I just think, surely these refs are actually biased. Surely they've just had a bad day at the office. Mm. Um, That's a lot of bad days at the office, though. Isn't it? Isn't it? But just just don't put him in that position. No. Don't put him in a position to be up for that sort of criticism. Pay for the neutral refs. Mm. Crazy. Now... Let's go back to the following round. A um, couple of big games this week. So, start off with Crusaders Highlanders. Who are you going for, boys? Crusaders. Yeah, by murder. Yeah, okay. Uh, Rebels Sharks. That's, I think, one of the big games, I think, for the Rebels. Just see if they can, uh, obviously, follow up their win with another one. Who are you going Sharks. for? Sharks. Yeah, the Rebels. Yeah, still going the Sharks, I think. Um, big I just te- think the Rebels lose this up front, but they know that. So how can you not adjust? Absolutely, but I think I don't think they will. Um, no. Big game for the Brumbies. This is because obviously they've had three home games, and now one of the form teams, if not the form team in the competition, the Chiefs. Um, tough game. Um, obviously, you bleed blue and blue, white, and gold, but you don't know where did your head go? Where did your head go? The Brumbies are the, the Chiefs. Brumbies are the stylistic matchup to give the Chiefs trouble. Um, the, the way the Brumbies play might, may trouble the Chiefs, but, but no one's troubling the Chiefs right now. They're very what percentage good. would you give the chance, the possibility of a Brumby win? 30? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'd say 30, which sounds a lot. I just think stylistically where the Brumbies are strong is where the Chiefs are weakest. So you get the right weather, the right refereeing, the right pace to the game. It's not impossible. I'm still backing the Chiefs. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, but you but put a lot of you put a lot of variables in there for it to go right. It's not just one or two. That's quite a few. Yeah, but I do think that that's the style to beat the Chiefs. I don't think you'll you'll beat them. I don't think it's hard to beat the Chiefs. Let's put it that way by having a mobile pack, an explosive backline, and being creative. I think you're beating them by mauling and scrummaging. Did you just refer to the Tars having a mobile pack and explosive backline? Yeah, mate, these first. What am I drinking down in Tassie? No, I'm actually on the Tassie. They're going down very nice. How many you had? Two. Delicious. Unlike you. Yeah, you got to live, Jim. Live. I've been cutting back. I only drink two days a week now. Oh, yeah? That's good for you. Friday, Saturday. Yeah? Yeah. But I go too hard, so I miss most of the rugby. Moving on. Red Sunwolves. I'm assuming we're all going to go Reds and hope that the. uh, the travel has not affected them too much, yes? Well, I'm back. First Australian team to be the uh, non-Australian side here. Yeah, so I think the Sunwolves are going to get fucking hammered here. I think the red, Reds are going to be angry. Mm-hmm. What's the Reds run from here? That's what's interesting. They're, they're, they're 0-3. And they're 0-3 and they've played, they fucking could have won two of them. Uh, they go, the, the Reds go Sunwolves, Sharks, Crusaders, Bulls, Brumbies, Sunwolves, and then a rebel, and then Highlanders, and the rest of the Aussie Conference. On the Blues are in there as all oh, the Hurricanes. Reds have got a tough run. Mm. Yeah, Reds. Reds win this comfortably. And uh, next game, who are you going for? Stormers. Yeah. And I'm off the Jags now. They, they, the last couple of years, they've been my second team. I got the jersey. That was just bullshit on the weekend, so I'm off from them. I knew Wales. 
Hang on. Oh, so you're going Stormers to beat the Blues and then uh, the Bulls to beat the... Oh, no, wrong week. Sorry. Sorry. So you got the uh, Stormers to beat the Haguaras and then who's going to win Bulls-Blues game? Bulls are shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Bulls are proper shit, but Blues are travelling. All right, mate, I'll just go the home team there. I'll go the Bulls. But yeah, Bulls coming up a bye. The Blues have had to travel. Bulls will get that done. Um, well, I know we've been yarning for a while, but just a couple, couple of other local news, and obviously Six Nations kicking. But really quickly, I just wanted to say the mall. Um, I, I think I know where you boys stand, but I guess I'll just ask you: Is it becoming? It's a problem. It's fifty percent of tries at the moment in 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 rugby. Is it becoming a problem? Yeah, because it's just penalties. You kick corner, go for the mall. Like, is it in a game where we're leaking viewers? It doesn't look pretty. No one knows what's doing. You know, is it a problem? Um, th- that's not me speaking of a moment. So what do you boys think? It's just almost impossible to defend. You're not allowed to put a real good hit on. It has to be perfectly timed. Now teams are throwing every single man and dog into that ball. And of course, if you've got any momentum, it's impossible to start if you've got four metres to go from. So many forces pushing plays either way, it's almost impossible to stay on side every single time, which means there's always going to be a penalty, which means there's going to be a yellow card, and every time there's a penalty, it's just another more reset. Just until the try occurs. Until it occurs. And sometimes it chews up 10 minutes. Yeah, that's the bit. No, it's going to happen. That's the bit that kills me, just the inevitable 10 minutes of stacks on. Because that's what it looks like to the punter. Yeah, I feel really sorry for some of them who just find themselves in this offside position. Like, there's been no intent there. It's yeah. just there's so many dudes just pushing. Well, I disagree with both of you. As a as a as a as a forward, I love the scrum and I love the 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 mall and what have you. I think the nuances of it, I think, are an important part within the game of rugby. And I just I just think potentially one of you, obviously James, I know you've played in the forwards a lot. One of you doesn't understand it enough, and so that's maybe why you you don't love it. And I understand why you're saying it in regards to there's a lot of points from it, but uh, I think it's an important part of the game. Yeah, but five meters out. You're not going to challenge the line out because it's going to leave you a man down if you lose. And the stats say you're going to lose. Yeah, okay. Um, they get it. They've got all the time to set it up in whatever position they choose to go through when you know they're not challenged. Mm-hmm. You throw it all the way to the back, man, wherever they're not manned. Mm-hmm. Set it up, wait it out, get the offside. Hopefully, my, you my biggest can almost pay for a penalty over a try. I'd, I'd be fine with it. I actually do love it. And look, I'm a Brumbies fan. It's what they do best. How good. So we get all their trials. We'd be shit if we didn't have it. I just wish it was refed. I just wish it was refed. The, yeah, the, the, I, the, I, I have that. not seen one more where the mauling team hasn't infringed this year. Hmm. Players just join in in front of the ball carrier like it ain't a thing. Every single mall. The refs have got it in their head as the mall sets up that they're looking to penalise the defending team. Mm. And they're looking for that infringement. So then it's just following that narrative. And it's a fucking boring 10 minutes. Now rugby's about risk, reward and opportunities. If it was a risk and a reward going for the mall, I'm super interested. Because you're risking not using your backs five metres out from the line. You're risking not taking three points. I'd you love know, to actually know this, well, and, and I would love to know, know the actual statistics. So, in the in the last World Cup, how many how many tries were actually scored um, from a rolling ball? Because actually, I don't, actually thinking back, and we watched a lot of it, 
I don't actually it's, think it's, it's even a... worse than Super Rugby because there's a bit less on the line. Internationals, they're more inclined mm. to go for the three. Mm. Yeah, they are. In Super Rugby, it's just, I don't know if it's the bonus yeah. point or there's not as much on the line. It's fucking, it's every game. Mate. The other thing, the other thing that actually annoys me about it, and I'll leave it with this, is how they carry on as if Falau for younger is Campisi in his hay. <laughs> he just sits at the back and falls over. And yeah, but mate, I've got the, the hat trick. The I've got that kind of score every week, so I'm <laughs> carrying on too. I don't, I don't get it. But they got to make celebrities, don't they? But that dude, he's not chip kicking, regathering, throwing cutouts. But they, <laughs> like, they build his character up. He's just hanging on some dude's ass. Those guys are legally joined in front of him. Um, look, I'd, I'd be fine with them all if it was refed. Mm. I want a refed. I want the line out to be straight. I want players to enter correctly. I want the ball to be passed backwards, not handed backwards. Um, and I want players to join behind the ball carrier. You can do that. You maul all you like, mate. I just haven't seen it this year. All right, boys. Well, that was another great round of rugby. And let's hopefully this week will be a little bit better. Either of you got any other uh, talk of the town at all? Well, there's, there's the whole TV rights business and, and club rugby being bought back by Australian Rugby Union. I just can't follow it. No, I don't yeah. know enough about it to give an edge. And I can't, I don't trust any of the media outlets either. No, they've, they've all, all got, got an agenda. agenda. Mm. Yeah, they've yeah. all got an agenda. They're all fuckwits. I don't know what's doing. Um, I just really hope it pans out, eh? Yeah, the, ultimately you want rugby to become accessible to everybody. That's that's the main thing. And what a, whatever media outlet it is and hopefully the viewership will increase because at the moment it's not great but yeah I don't care well, on that I had a mate texting me during the rugby um, basically like what's wrong with rugby union was essentially the text and we were talking a bit of that and we were just saying that the fact that it doesn't exist outside of 10 schools in Sydney mm. um, I just cannot and, and you boys are public school teachers Cannot get your head around how the AIU is not throwing every spare cent they have, not at their clubs, not at their private schools, certainly not the fucking Waratahs, but putting it into public schools and getting a sevens program where wallabies are out there, tars are out there, if carnivals are being held, round robins are being set up, kids are getting free jerseys, registration's free, kids get balls for playing, coaching sessions are on for teachers. Why sevens is not in public schools. And then a clear pathway from that to actually recruit kids into your club 15. It's the manpower, though. It's the manpower. They are bullshit. If we were in fucking Lane Cove or some shit, that'd be happening. No, it's it's the manpower because rugby is not a game that you easily pick up. Out of all the ones that are on offer, it's the hardest one initially to get going. 100, and that's why sevens is your ticket. It's the same principle. It's and the same principle. And how's that? You look at you go to an under five game, man, an under five rugby league game, as I'm sure you will. And they just whose turn is it to run? They pass it to the dude whose turn it is to run. Everyone on the sideline cheers for that kid. Next person, who's next? Who's that to run? That's next. Rugby union's not like that at all. It's refs, fourteen year old kids blowing penalties for joining from the side. <laughs> I hear, you, but I just reckon sevens. Rich in a life coach, you've coached a bit of it. Kids pick it up quick. Yeah. Even when even when Blake refereeing. All right, boys. I'm actually outside, and there's a storm ar- arriving now, so I'm going to leave you boys to it. Um, so yeah, thanks, boys, and uh, hopefully catch up soon. All right.
All right. Cheers. Thanks, everybody. All right. Catch you, boys. Bye. Bye.